Hey guys, this week I have the pleasure of having my buddy Soto on today's episode. Uh, please disregard the foul play speculation on Miss Rivera's death. My deepest condolences to the family due to their loss. Alright guys, it's episode 6. Uh, enjoy. Yo. <clears throat> What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, and you? Good, man. Good. Right on, right on. Yeah, it's out here. Um, easier to record outside. Just hella hot, man. Yeah. How's the weather yeah. out there? It, it's, it's about the fucking same, dude. It's fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. How's the family? Everyone's good? Everyone's good, man. Haven't gone sick, fortunately, but I mean, it's it's close, dude. Uh, I, we think my my oldest sister, she might have uh, caught it. Yeah, she went to somebody's house, um, and and I guess like their the 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 family's daughter had gone to like I don't know like Cancun or some shit like that. Yeah. And, uh, I, I guess at some point, uh, my sister came in contact with with that that girl and stuff, and 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 she got um, she started feeling symptoms like not too long afterwards. So uh, I was talking to her and stuff, and she says, like, it's actually not as bad as they make it seem. Um, yeah. That, you know, it, it kind of feels like you're congested, like, you know, like your chest feels like, like, like damn, like, like I can't breathe in all the way, you know what I mean? So, so yeah. And, 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 you know, and, stuff like, and she says she did have, like, the body aches, or she does have the body aches, um, you know, and stuff. It's just like, uh, like, all these little things hurt and stuff. She feels tired. Oh, shit. And, um, I mean, but, like, the, like because like the only symptom that she didn't when I talked to her was the like not being able to taste stuff. Yeah. And, like it's, it's weird because like uh, my mom talked to her yesterday because I went over to my mom's house and um she said that she's like yeah she's like she said that like she feels way better than she had like the last few days but for some reason now she couldn't taste anything and I'm like oh fuck because mm. that's like the last symptom and stuff that they say for the COVID so she she just went to go get tested like a couple of days ago so we for sure won't know until probably like. I don't know the weekend or some shit like that, but um, more than likely she did get it. But like at this point, stuff it's like a lot of people are coming down with it just because of like all the craziness that's been happening. So more people are getting infected. And I mean, I, I just talked to somebody and stuff that uh, in Texas, one of my, my, my boys and stuff in the military too, and mm -hmm. his whole family came down with it too. The the youngest son, which is only like seven or eight, if that, um, he got it first. So he went to go get tested, and then. Um, like they, it came back positive. So then like, you know, stuff, everybody kind of freaks out, but uh, he says it actually wasn't that bad. He's like, everybody in the house pretty much caught it. Um, you know, so if it's him and his wife and his like four kids. So um, two of them were asymptomatic, which was his wife. And I think like one of his sons and he, he mm -hmm. basically, said, like, they didn't have no symptoms, but everybody else that had like mild symptoms, like it's only, it only really gets you if you have like really, really bad asthma and, you know, or like, like you're like uh, yeah, recovering from cancer or, or something where you would, need to take medication um yeah yeah so pre-existing you know issues and stuff where you have to take medication to uh fight off a cold per se so i mean other than that stuff like it, it's kind of just like a shitty feeling like you're just like fuck i just want to rest but i still want to do stuff and you know and stuff it is what it is my mother boy too caught it and stuff and he was in the gym within like four days he's like yeah dude it fucking sucks you feel like dying every you know and stuff for like maybe two three minutes and then it's gone and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. I'm in the gym. I, I took a michelada and it fucking cured me. I was like, hell oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's gnarly. Yeah, man. So, 
Um, I, and the one thing that com- that I'm like uh, kind of curious about is like, how does it? I'm sure you heard it too. Like, it really affects like uh, diabetic people, like bad. I think um, you know I'm I'm not I'm not a, a a medical expert in any shape or form, uh, but yeah, you know, so if I had to take a guess at it and stuff, it's because I think diabetes kind of uh, restricts the flow of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, not a stuff and stuff, but like the circulatory system. Um, and yeah. I want to say and stuff like, if your body's not getting enough oxygen, then you know stuff like it, it, that's bad, and that's pretty much what happens with like I think diabetes. That's where they have to end up like removing limbs after a while. Um, so you know and stuff when you catch a, a, a respiratory disease of some kind, so you're getting even less oxygen into those parts. So it kind of just amplifies what's already there so that's why like people with asthma they have you know problems with their breathing and stuff people that are like coming off of you know or they have uh, lung cancer that's already in definition itself any kind of these respiratory pre-existing conditions and shit just uh, get amplified because of this disease that's why it's so dangerous but you know again you know like we see stuff like that out of um what's that thing called um the flu sometimes uh i remember and stuff when i was in like boot camp um mm-hmm. I caught pneumonia, which was very common. I don't know if they happened whenever you were in, like going through boot camp, but like I wasn't the only one. I think there was like probably like five of us, you know, and stuff in mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in just a, our platoon alone. Um, yeah. And, you know, and stuff. And it's just, it, 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 it's a fucking shitty feeling. Like the only time that I, I can remember stuff that I ever caught pneumonia, but, um, you know, it, it is common and stuff, and, and it did fucking sucks, but they gave me a bunch of ibuprofen and and uh, a shitload of, of Musinex, but the prescription kind, and I was fucking good, like, in three days, man, so this is what it is. Damn. Yeah. Musinex? I didn't even know there was, like, a prescription grade. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was prescription grade because they gave it to me in one of those little prescription uh, things, the little containers. Uh, so, uh, you know, for all I know, it could have been just over-the-counter. Uh, regardless of stuff like um, we always try to keep a, a, a bottle of Musinex because of that and stuff that I was like fuck like, I, 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 it really helped me whenever you know and stuff that time um, and you know ibuprofen just because I'm you know military and stuff and everything is geared by, by ibuprofen supposedly so you know and stuff I, I, I yeah things and stuff on stock but yeah I, I mean but it, it's weird because when I was talking to my buddy the one I got you know better with the michelada uh, I, yeah. I was like, well, what do they tell you and stuff? He's like, there's nothing. There's nothing that you could take that makes it feel better. So I was like, it, it made me kind of wonder, like, okay, so what the fuck is, you know, is this is this virus? And, you know, that's, um, uh, like, the strong enough that none of this, this other shit works. So it just is what it is and stuff. But yeah, man. yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's yeah, um, talking about the virus, it's crazy, um, so I was listening back to some old episodes, you know, starting off pre-COVID and stuff, and then, like, going to the COVID period, listening to those, and then up until now. And, um, wow, it's uh, it changed, it, it's crazy to think, like, what, what, what we were, at least, I mean, speaking for myself, like, what I, I was, you kind of think you have an idea of what's coming like ahead in the future but you really don't like i did not expect like civil unrest in the middle of this pandemic you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's i don't know it's just kind of it's kind of uh interesting like seeing in such a short period of time like not even within a full year like 
a drastic change in in just the way of life. Oh man, I, I agree hundred percent. You know, it's it's a there's there's I was actually just having this conversation um, with with a, a former coworker and stuff this morning um, that you know like a lot of the times like it's about the energy that we put out you know and stuff whatever comes out and stuff of life is based on the energy that that, that you know is put out and she she was uh, talking and you know uh, referring to the, 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 our, our our president you know she basically said yeah. like he's he's putting out a lot of negative energy and stuff and it's kind of coming back to bite us in the ass and. And so on and so forth and stuff. And, you know, I think to a certain extent, she, she does have a point. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I try not to be a political person and stuff because I just, I don't know, it's, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, uh, regardless of stuff, like uh, th- there are things that, that um, get magnified by uh, the uh, introduction of, of like maybe uh, negative energy. You know what I mean? Especially when you, you involve it like on a, on a wide basis, like the, the mob mentality. I'm sure you've heard it before and stuff. A lot of the times. Um, like it causes us to have this like certain effect, uh, you know, and stuff like let's say for example in your household, if if like you know you, you live in a house with you know a, a group of people and stuff and you, and you trust and you know and stuff like you, mm-hmm. you you interact with them and stuff and like their identity comes comes your identity. Well, if one of them gets affected by something, then it has a tendency of kind of going throughout like the entire family, and and it's like oh shit now it's like not just this person you know and stuff now it's our whole identity. So people will act out on those those kind of changes. So, I mean, if you think about, like, the whole COVID, how it happened, you know, like, it really, really, like, took this this big um, shit, basically, on, on New York. I remember stuff like there was a bunch of people. I, I mean, I personally know uh, one person that was affected by uh, a death due to COVID in New York. Um, and, mm-hmm. and But, like, the United States em- embraced it as a whole and stuff and you know, it's like, well, fuck, you mess with one of us and stuff, then you're messing. I mean, with one of us, you mess with all of us. And and we, yeah. we kind of adopted and stuff. And, yeah, you know, that, that does happen out here in the other states and whatnot and stuff. But I think um, New York really had, like, um, the brute uh, punch or, or the brute, brute uh, um, you know, impact of a, of, a, of a punch and stuff. And um, it, it, it's crazy, dude. I mean, like, like, like we, we have this whole movement that's going on right now that it's like, oh, you know, and stuff like, there's there's all the segregation all this shit and, and there is you know to a certain extent um but i think mm-hmm. we're also very much together like things that affect us affect us equally you know like we, we all get sick and we all hurt and stuff and we all unify you know i bet you anything if we, there was to be attack on the united states like um more than likely people that are on opposing sides right now you know politically or or, or socioeconomically or whatever and stuff would probably join forces to defend the united states you know because it's like fuck no man nobody's gonna come over here and try to mess with us you know like if let's say for example like a a a, a freaking fleet of of some other countries you know um military uh, uh personnel like ended up on i don't know camp pendleton per se you know obviously they, they fuck up because it's camp pendleton but you know um the the country would unify, you know, and be like, hell no, man, like, we're going to send our troops, you know, from all the way from Delaware to goddamn Texas to, you know, everywhere and stuff is going to go down and fight this force. And we're going to, you know, unify and stuff. So it's the mom mentality, man, has a lot to do with, with overall what's happening in, in, in the country. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm just hoping I'm kind of done with this whole partisan, like bullshit. I'm hoping everyone kind of just, I don't know. There has to be that unifying factor where everyone realizes everyone's struggling. Why we gotta make it harder for everyone, you know? Yeah, man. Well, absolutely. I agree. And stuff. The only way we're gonna get through a bunch of shit and stuff is by unifying. So the faster we get through, you know, we we, we basically tear off the band aid, the better. But 
Well, you know, so if all you can do is just live your life as an individual and try not to be a shitbag to the people around you. Exactly. No, um, I'm, I'll, I'm going to kick it off here in a bit. And then, um, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll conduct and everything. And yeah, it'll pretty much go with, uh, with the whole thing with, um, outline. You, yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll drive the show. Okay. Okay, cool. Cause uh, this is my first time. So, so, you know, just be gentle. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. And thanks again for doing this, bro. I'm about to start recording this. Three, two, one. Welcome to Out There With Z, the show that can't be confined inside studio walls. Now, coming to you from... Well, you're going to have to keep listening to find out what random place the show's coming from this week. Here is your host, Z. All right, guys, today's date is July 9th, uh, 2020. Time on deck is 5.22 p.m. out here on the West Coast. Um, and we're only going to keep it West Coast time because I'm right with my buddy Sergio Soto. Hey, what's up, Sergio? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, thanks for being on the show, bud. Um, and this week's episode is sponsored by... Myers Western Wear here in downtown Riverbank. Uh, Myers Western Wear has been providing luxurious cowboy outfits and accessories for 37 years. Myers Western Wear makes sure that you'll be looking like a true vaquero for that wedding or quince. This week, any big ass belt buckle comes with a complimentary pleather belt. That's Myers Western Wear. And as always, if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm, oh my god. Stop you fucking lying. All right, man. Um that's um thanks for being on the show again. Um one let or not again for the first time. Wanna let the audience know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure thing. So uh my name is Sergio Soto. Um, I have known Z for a while now. We were stationed together a while back in the desert, and um, I did uh, roughly about 10 years in the Marine Corps, uh, mostly with uh, the aviation side. Um, I was more of a supply guy, uh, which kind of led me into my career path. Um, I have a, uh, from the University of Redlands with an emphasis in uh, geographic information systems. Uh, I also have a secondary master's degree from Embry-Riddle Aeronautical School, and that's in uh, logistics and supply chain management. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much me and my professional background. I mean, um, I know a little bit about a lot. There you go. That's, that's who, who I am. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I am blown away and very, uh, very honored to have you on here, man. Very, uh, you got a lot done with that GI Bill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to, man. I had to. That's good. That's good. Um. Yeah, have a few, uh, just kind of, uh, not really top news, but kind of a, kind of like top news that I pulled out from, um, from the headlines. Uh, first one, I know everyone's been talking about it today. 
I know you heard it everywhere uh, about Trump's uh, financial records, his tax returns. Uh, the court ruling. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Have you read anything on that, or you know, not not too much, man. I, I, I uh, it's kind of hard to know exactly what's the truth nowadays. So, um, I, I the military kind of taught me to to take it, you know, pretty much as a, you know a grain of salt. Um, yeah. A lot of the times and stuff, it's like, well, your past will not necessarily dictate your future. Um, so, do I really care, you know, and stuff about some of the stuff? Yeah, you know, to a certain extent, but I'm kind of more, more, more um, uh, interested in seeing what the heck is going to happen from this point on. Um, yeah. Um, honestly, at the end of the day, it's a lot of uh, smoking blown up our ass. I mean, mm-hmm. they did rule in pretty much against them. Um, so to release the returns, so giving Congress the power to access them mm-hmm. and uh, the lower courts, but pretty much what they did is pass the buck back to them to they can handle it. So it's out of the Supreme Court's hands and it's going to end up starting the trial, you know, the whole process all over again with the lower co- courts and Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and which was a huge deal, um, at least what I took from it was, uh, you know, really, uh, really kind of ins- reminding reminding uh, our uh, executive branch of our checks and balances, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even though he is president, you know, he's not – just because he's president, he claimed that that was some sort of immunity, which is fucking bullshit, you know? Yeah, I mean that's we we uh, we will usually uh, build trust on transparency. You know, like we we don't like to feel like there's anything being hidden, and you know and stuff. Unfortunately, that like the way that most of these politics get played out, and stuff there there is a lack of transparency. So, uh, yeah, you know we'll we'll see we'll see what what's going to happen. Um, if 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 he did go about it uh, in in a shysty manner and stuff and. I'm sure he will be reprimanded in some shape, way, or form, and that might be to the extent that we would like it to be. But um, I, 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 I like to have faith and, and think that he, it will, you know, and so if no bad deed goes unpunished. Uh, at least that's that's what we hope, right? <laughs> Definitely hope, yeah. And I mean, I, I just the the actions that were take that that the Supreme Court took today, kind of. Um, brought back a little faith in the little in the government again you know like making sure you know everyone stays in their lane and fucking um uh, i don't know i don't know what to add to that you're right fucking <laughs> politics is always a fucking bummer to talk about oh man uh, <laughs> yeah hey jojo 2020 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um next thing uh i don't know you're a big uh, dodger fan right heck yeah man Dodger, I don't know. If, I I don't know if they're doing this, but at least I know um, my team, fucking Oakland A's. Uh-huh. Uh, they're they're doing a, a, a custom um, cardboard cutouts for fans to put in the at the Coliseum in the stands. Really? Uh, yes. Know, they, I heard that they did that, and I want to say it was Europe or Asia, one of the two, um, and they did something similar. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's cool, man. I mean, I hadn't heard about that and stuff, but um, that that'd be pretty badass. 
you know, to, to kind of see them and stuff, you know, I'll be like, I wonder how many people are going to, you know, make an uh, appropriate ones and then try to send them in. So that would be kind of fun to see. Yeah. I'm letting you know, I already bought one. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Shit. Now I might buy one stuff, you know, just let's say, for example, the Dodgers don't do it. I might just send it up in my Dodger gear up to, to, you know, uh, A's, you know, stadium to see what the heck they do with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Uh, and actually they're not, the pricing's not too bad, man. Um, uh, there's a, it starts off at $49 for access members. Um, mm-hmm. everyone else is 89 and then uh, if you want to be in the foul ball zone, which you'll get guaranteed uh, some TV time, uh, that one's 129 at least for the A's, and that one's sold out. The good thing about these cutouts is that um, all, all, the, all the money they're getting for that is going to a certain um, – I forgot which uh, – you know, okay, here. I have it up right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, for – Plus, with the purchase of a cutout, you'll so I'll get I'll also get two complimentary tickets for the first exhibition game at the Coliseum nice. for the next season. That's <laughs> if COVID's not going around still. <laughs> and then uh, all proceeds from this will be going to the Coliseum. Uh, will be benefiting the Oakland A's community fund, which is pretty cool. Uh, helping out the community out there. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, man. That's that's actually pretty good. Like, the um, I was actually just talking to somebody uh, uh, that, that works for another company, um, but um, she's a big she's a big uh, uh, baseball fan as well. And uh, one of the things that we were discussing is, you know, it's like uh, what what kind of impact is 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 uh, opening up the seasons you know going to have on like the the, the little leagues because uh, mm-hmm. they they have a tendency of, of kind of mirroring mirroring um, the, the major leagues. So like yeah. her, I want to say uh, she has three sons, and I want to say all three of her kids are in some some um, kind of league so she says like you know like if the major leagues open something that's kind of going to push the those little leagues to, to start opening up too and it's like well is it is it going to impact them you know because of the whole COVID thing uh, you know so I'll see I'll see it goes but hopefully it's up uh, it goes to something positive yeah you've heard of the actress Naya Rivera mm, rings a bell I'm not exactly sure who that is uh you might have um, – uh, she was uh, one of the main actresses on the show Glee. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, yeah, that's, that's, that's who it is, yeah. She used to uh, date uh, the rapper Big Sean. Mm-hmm. And uh, her brother was a, a Raider, former mm-hmm. Oakland Raider. But yes. anyways, um, unfortunately, they uh, – I guess yesterday she rented a, a pontoon out in – I'm not too familiar with Lake Piru. I know it's out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I guess, uh, yeah, rent a pontoon with her kid, and uh, the pontoon was overdue for being returned to the rental place. So they went out looking. They found the pontoon, found the kid there, but she's nowhere to be found. And um, just reading an article right now, uh, they're already just they're, uh She's presumed dead. Yeah, yeah. No, I I remember stuff. I was uh, I was uh, reading something stuff about it. Um, that I mean, it's 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 unfortunate uh, if it is that she is dead. Uh, yeah. You know, regardless of stuff, uh, if the child and stuff is is will in some shape or form be uh, impacted as well. So uh, there, there's there's already talks about foul play, or or better said, stuff they can't rule out foul play. Um, wow. Which, yeah, which which kind of makes you think because 
from my understanding, like she's she's been in the industry that like the, the this kind of you know the the Hollywood industry for like mm-hmm. twenty five plus years. So uh, you could kind of imagine, you know, stuff like some of the stuff you know that she's probably seen. So yeah, is it a possibility and stuff that she might have you know seen something or maybe worried somebody for something, you know, and stuff, and they decided to just take matters into their own hands. I don't know, man. I mean. Like, um, hopefully, so it, 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 you know something positive. It is, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so unfortunate, man. Um, and young lady too, you know. And mm-hmm. the worst part is she had a kid. So hopefully, yeah. I mean, hopefully she somehow makes it alive, but it doesn't look too great. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that lake is pretty big too. I mean, it's um, I, I, I've done, I've known some people and stuff that, that go out there and stuff, and they're like, yeah, it's it's deep, it's really deep. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe she went in, you know, a, a little bit drunk. Hopefully not and stuff, and you know, or or you know, who, who knows? Who knows what happened? So yeah, but any races at all or no? Like uh, what? Any, like like. Like you know your five Ks, like yeah, yeah. Oh man, you know, um, I, my my, I I did a five K uh, a couple years back um, with with the university uh, that I was with and stuff, and uh, it was it was fun. It was for like um, uh, it was an organization and stuff that 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 uh, deals with special needs mm-hmm. uh, children um, and, and families and stuff. So I I, I did and stuff with with. Um, uh, some of the faculty there and stuff and 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 it was a great time and and uh, but that was probably the first 5k that I had ran in like shoot like five years you know uh, for fun at least yeah um, but I, I I try to do one every so often um, okay I probably will I probably will and stuff here in the near future so I I, I bought the um, better said my wife bought me the Casio G-Shock uh, running running uh, watch for Father's Day and yeah. I freaking love it you know like um, it, 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 it does everything stuff that I needed to do and it's not all, um, you know, tech and, and whatnot and stuff, but it does have the tech in it and I love it and stuff. It's all, I, I got the all black one and stuff because I can pretty much wear it with everything. And, um, I, I use it, I use it and stuff all the time. Like the GPS on it works perfect. It just takes a little bit long, um, to, to, to be able to, to connect like, you know, maybe about three minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to do some waiting around stuff. But uh, as soon as I start, man, like, you know, it, it tracks my heart rate. It, it tracks my, my split times. It does all this stuff. So I've noticed my, my time improving uh, since mm-hmm. I started using it. So I'm kind of at a, at a constant running stuff. I was, I don't know, and stuff. I mean, I was probably doing like three miles in like, uh, I don't know. So if I think like 25 minutes or so. So I think right now and stuff, I'm, I'm a little bit closer to like maybe 22-ish. No shit, um, bro. Like, yeah, and I, 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 trust me, it hasn't been easy, and I'm hurting all the dude, time. Dude, that's um, fucking good, man. That's really good. Yeah, so, so uh, well, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a matter of sort of just kind of like finding stuff like that, that pace that you're kind of comfortable with, and this mm-hmm. really, really helped me find it because it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something stuff that like I know exactly when to exert myself and when to kind of kick back. And it, I mean, it checks elevation, so I know exactly where I'm. I'm going to be struggling at, and it, I mean, it, I could look at my my routes. Dude, it's awesome. I mean, I could probably go on and on over this freaking watch, but 
um, yeah, dude. So, I mean, it's, it's the best thing next to having a coach, you know, so. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I know you can go on and on. Uh, one, uh, just one question on the, uh, on the watch. So you, you mentioned that GPS, so you don't have to connect to a phone for GPS at all? Nope. It just connects to itself. However, I think um, there is an app on your phone that kind of goes with it. So uh, like, like that's where like, you, you see all the numbers. Um, and, and, you know, and stuff. so like if you want to see like, okay, like your route, like the, the physical route, then it has to be connected to the phone or an app on your computer, I'm assuming. So yeah. it does have certain things. Like the, the reason that I really like it is because um, I use my, my phone for music, you know, um, and, and one of the things and stuff that uh, is, is always a pain in the ass is like I'll, I'll feel it vibrate and I'm like, crap, I got a message. Or mm-hmm. oh, somebody's calling or like, what the heck? But I, I could see like like a little line comes out and stuff on the middle of the of, of the of the phone screen. I mean the phone screen, the, the watch screen. And yeah. they'll tell me exactly what it is. So like now I just gotta look at my oh it's just an email, you know, freaking trying to sell me something or oh crap, somebody's calling me and stuff, and I could you know stop and answer and whatnot. So it's yeah, dude, it, it's it's awesome, man. So nice. Uh, yeah. So going back to the reason why I asked you for that, um, I'm why well, I was planning to run um this big uh, annual run that they have in San Francisco called Beta Breakers, huge run, you know, dress up and all that. Last year, myself, um, my brother-in-law, and my sisters, uh, we went in. At, we went as uh, Power Rangers. It was a good old time, <laughs> um, as mm-hmm. as you could probably imagine. With what's going on now, uh, it's canceled for the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, um, this is interesting. So they canceled it, but they're still doing a, a virtual run. So it's not what yeah. you think, like where it's like you're like virtually like you're seeing behind the screen and like just you're faking running. It's like you're actually out there running, but kind of like a scout's honor, like you log your time or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still going to do the run. Like I, I guess it's on my own now, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know. It's not the yeah, same. Yeah, I, I got, I got, a, I got an email from um, a, a, a marathon down here in San Diego that yeah. um, I, I think they, they they're doing something uh, similar. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, really? I was like, what the hell? Is like, what, what, so are we all going to like sync up on on like the day of? And it's and then I started reading like the, the things, and it's just like, no, you got to log in your 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 times and i'm like well how the heck are they gonna prove it i mean i could be a fat ass sitting on the couch and be like yeah i just read three miles you know yeah so and so and so forth i think there's a so so like um runs and i didn't know this until i started actually you know uh, um uh going in on 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 some of these these professional runs or whatever and stuff and is that there's kind of like two sides to every run at least the fun runs you know the the 5ks and whatnot um uh and you got the competitive people that are there to kind of, uh, you know, get these these times so that they could qualify for bigger races. And yeah. then you got the people who are doing it for fun. So, like, a lot of the, the, the people that are doing it for qualification purposes and stuff, they'll have, like, a little tracker on their, on these runs that they put on their socks, on their socks, their, 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 uh, their shoes, or they'll have it and stuff like, like some sort of app on their phone or something. And it mm-hmm. tracks your time. And then the only way and stuff to make, uh, make it official is if the, the – the, uh, organization stuff that's hosting it uh, publishes these times or whatever. So I think that's that's part of the reason that they started doing these virtual things so that these people could go out there and and also qualify. But it also gives people like an incentive 
to try to, to go running and stay healthy because let's face it. I mean, like um, with everything being closed and, 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 you know, the, the, the lack of, of um, physical communication between other people and stuff like mm-hmm. people are, are, are going to just mope around and not be active. So like, I think this is like their way of like getting people to be on board with going out there and being physical. So, good initiative. I mean, by, by, by all means and stuff. So, yeah, um, no, you, uh, I totally, I totally agree with you on, um, on, uh, definitely a way to keep people active because yeah, mm-hmm. um, just being off for like these past couple months, man, like I went from like, I'm almost ready for a marathon to like, I'm struggling to do a mile right now, man. <laughs> it is fucking yeah. terrible, dude. Like this is embarrassing. So, but uh-huh, yeah. No yeah, my game plan is just to, just to, um, I'm going to do a mile every week. The next week, I'm going to do two every every day for the whole week. After that, three every day for the whole week. And then I'm going to try to get back in my, uh, back in my pattern where I was doing like a, at least three, three a day and then have like two big runs in the week. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, that's a way to do it, dude. And stuff, you know, you got, you got to, you got to, uh, um, do it in steps. You can't, uh, I, I, I had a tendency, you know, cause I, I don't know if you remember Marine stuff, like, you know, being in the Marine Corps, but like, I, I was never one of those guys that was at the gym. I was more like in the barracks, probably getting drunk and smoking cigarettes and shit. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I just, for me and stuff, like, I just didn't know how to properly condition my body, which, you know, screwed me, uh, in the long run. Yeah. Um, but, um, it there, there there is a way to do these things and uh you're doing it the smart way by kind of taking those steps because i had a tendency of kind of like taking some time off and then just wanting to like hit it right after uh, you know like this big old break and i'd always end up getting hurt you know so it's like oh crap like i got shin splints on my first run back it's like what the hell you know it's like well you probably shouldn't have tried to do like nine miles yeah you know, after you took like a six month break or something like that so but yeah man i mean it's crazy it's just uh it's just annoying fucking um knowing where you were you know yeah yeah i, I think that's probably like the the, the worst thing about be getting old you know because <laughs> it's like knowing where you were capable of doing and now you can't do it it must be so depressing you know i'm, I'm assuming because I, I don't think we've hit that age yet we were like gonna look back and we're like fuck man like i can't do that anymore like i can't you know because right now we're, we're kind of at that age where it's like I can know we probably myself. could do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, dude, I mean, it's, it's crazy. No, fuck that. I can still do shit. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs> I can't find myself, myself the same thing, dude. No. My, my nephew, nephew my, my eldest nephew, he, um, he joined the army. Oh, nice. Uh, and, yeah. So, so, uh, he, he came home and, and he's, so his dad's like way taller than I am. So, but, um, so he, he got the tallness from, from, from his dad, but he, uh, he's, he's just like overall, like, like, like just a, a, a big motherfucker and stuff like my, my, my nephew and stuff. So, yeah. um, and, and, um, I remember and stuff like when I got to see him in his uniform and, and everything and stuff. And I was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, you know, like it made me kind of like look at myself and it's like, that's crazy. Like I was there at that point and, and I was like, I, it kind of inspired me to try to be like that a little bit more. And that's kind of. Uh, part of the reason that I got back into running because I was like, no, you know, like I can't let him talk shit. He's in the fucking army. I was in the Marine Corps, so yeah, and, you know, I got to get good and stuff. And, but 
yeah, man. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy to think back at, at, at times before and stuff. Like, fuck, dude. Like, when, when were we together over there and stuff at, in the desert? Like, 10 years ago? No, like, what, like, seven years ago, maybe? What, back at Edwards? Yeah. Yeah, it's already going to be fucking 10 years, bro. Holy shit, dude. That's yeah. fucking crazy, man. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, here's a good note, dude. I mean, we're, 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 it's not like we could fight it, so we just got to make sure that we make the best of it and stuff. I, I, was, I was telling somebody that um, a couple of days ago, so because we are talking about a policy for, for a university here, and, um, you know, I told her, I told her, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, it's like, we're living on borrowed time. I was like, and uh, this, this uh, a great man, uh, you know, and stuff, uh, and, and I think you know, you know him and stuff, um, uh, uh, John Hale, the American hero. Uh, he oh, basically yeah. told me, he's like, you know, whenever the God, yeah, yeah. He, he basically, yeah, dude, he, he basically told me, he's like, uh, he's like, whenever you borrow something, you got to give it back better than what you got and stuff. So, so I told this girl and stuff, I was like, you know, we, we, we live on borrowed time and we got to make sure that we give our time back better than what we got it. So, uh, but yeah, oh, dude, man. It's, it's just crazy, man. Dude, that's, uh, that's one dude I haven't heard from in fucking years, man. I know, man. Me neither. Like, I've been curious. I, I think uh, Perez uh, still talks to him or, or something. But uh, last I heard, he's in Phoenix. I've been meaning to get a hold of him and stuff. I just, yeah. you know, I, it's who the heck still has his contact information. And, but yeah, man. I mean, I, that guy was awesome. He's awesome. Uh, I thought, I thought he was in right Cali. He, he's what? I thought he was here in California. Um, you know, I, if, if I remember correctly, he was for the longest time. And then somehow and stuff, he ended up going out of state not exactly sure i mean for all i know it could be a rumor again stuff yeah. i mean i haven't i haven't heard from him forever but man i got he made my time at edwards uh worthwhile you know like it's just his overall demeanor and stuff the, the, the crazy stuff that he said you know this overall and stuff like he was a good person he's so, a he's a character man yeah he's uh yeah yeah a man's man <laughs> <laughs> yeah sweet man yeah um, dude, another thing that I've been seeing a lot lately, um, and I think it's, I, I have nieces and nephews, but I don't live mm-hmm. with them. And I think this is a huge deal, uh, as far as like the school's reopening here soon, here in the next couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. the federal, I know you don't want to get in politics, but federal government, mm-hmm. this isn't politics, really. it's kind of like way of life. Uh, mm-hmm. They kind of pushing uh, towards towards uh, towards opening the schools, and then ultimately mm-hmm. um, legally, it's up to your local government and stuff. So, how is it out there? Um, are they deciding to opening opening up schools out there in LA County? Um, mm-hmm. How do you feel you about know, it? Um, it's I don't know, man. You know, it's 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 one of those things where I'm like. Um, I, I'm not done analyzing everything just yet, so I, I, I can't make like this um, conclusion of it, you know. And, and I was talking today to, to uh, um, one of the campus directors and stuff for one of the universities here, and um, she was she was telling me that her daughter is going back to to school sometime next year or this year, um, but she's going to be starting her senior year. And from what they told her, they're only going to be going back two times a week. So it's going to be three days at home, two days out of the week. Mm-hmm. She's going to go in class. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and so I think at, at senior year, most, most, most kids are kind of 
just anxious to get the heck out of there. So uh, but there are some things for seniors. What's that? And that kind of works out for seniors. Yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet you anything there's going to be less ditching. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, so 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 I, I think it's they are trying to figure out an alternative, and that's actually something that I thought about uh, even before they started talking about opening up the schools. Because my daughter, um, she is very sociable. Um, she enjoys. Uh, my oldest daughter, not my, my littlest daughter. My littlest daughter is like the total opposite. But mm-hmm. um, my my oldest and stuff, she she's um she she likes hanging out with 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 uh, with other people and she likes interacting, um, you know, and stuff and, and and making friends and whatnot. So this whole shutdown, like, it really sucked for her because she's stuck at home, you know, and stuff. It's just her her little sister, which is you know a five year difference between them two, and um and, and we try to do our best, you know, to to try to keep entertained, but. Um, I could see it in, in, in her, her, her like uh, overall demeanor. Like um, it's, uh, it, it, I want her to, to be happy, but at the same time, I want her to be healthy. So yeah. I don't know, man, there's not enough statistics out there just yet to, to kind of make a, a good conclusion out of everything. Uh, if she catches it, well, I'll be worried. Yeah, of course I'll be worried and stuff. But at the same time, I think she is healthy enough to be able to, um, beat this virus if she does catch it. However, um, I will say this: you know, uh, viruses um, are alive. And you know, like uh, when 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 this whole COVID thing started, and people started asking me questions about it and stuff, and I was like, "Well, I'm not a, a virus expert in any shape or form, but I, one thing that I do know about viruses is that they have a tendency of becoming something stronger over the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like any living thing, they don't want to die." Um, and their whole purpose is to reproduce. So just like any other, you know, kind of being, um, they look for ways to succeed at reproducing. And um, that's why stuff like a lot of the times, like the, the cold um, strains, the, you know, the influenza strains that come around, they end up changing. That's why we need a flu vaccine every single year because it ends up changing in some shape, way, or form. And I, I, I'm afraid that... Um, if we do end up uh, having this, like a, 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 the pandemic just gets much worse where everybody's going to end up getting it and eventually killing it uh, to a certain extent, the virus will be, or not necessarily killing it completely, whatever does survive, the virus, that, you know, portion of the virus that does survive will eventually morph into something more stronger. So then, I mean, it's just going to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing until we hopefully never get to see but like a very, very powerful virus that cannot be stopped with way higher mortality rates. So, but, um, yeah, just, just one of those things and stuff where, you know, I got a lot of time on my hands sometimes. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah, that was, yeah, you've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happens, man. So, if, you know, when, when you start reading like all these different things and, you know, start kind of yeah. coming to conclusions, and it's like, holy shit! Like, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I could probably be totally wrong about everything, so which I hope I am. You know, so it's kind of. See, but see what you're happens. right; it's still a virus. I mean, well, last I checked, might be wrong. It's not really vaccines for viruses, right? It's just kind of you deal with the symptoms. In a sense, I mean, like the whole purpose of a vaccine is 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 just to get your body familiar to be able to fight it off. So, I mean, your body's going to kill whatever virus is inside of it. But I, I think with in the process of it and stuff like killing it, 
like it, it might still reproduce enough to be able to spread. And, you know, that's kind of what the virus is banking off and stuff is just that it's going to be able to reproduce enough for it to be able to get transmitted to another host. So the vaccine, what ultimately does and stuff is just basically like, it's like, think of it like, um, like training, you know, for, for the army that's inside you and, you know, and stuff. It's like, it, it gets a weakened version of the virus or a dead version of the virus. Mm-hmm. So that, that way and stuff, your immune system like figures out like, Hey, how the fuck did we kill this? Oh, you know what? we got to do this, this, and this, and it's able to fight it off. So the same thing and stuff, you know, when it actually does, or if it does get into contact with, with a, um, a live virus and stuff, and it, it comes into your body, it could fight it off. But in the meantime, I think, you know, th- there is that possibility that the virus will still grow and maybe learn enough from what it's seen being fought off that it's going to eventually evolve just like any other thing that's alive. It's going to evolve and know how to avoid danger. So, but yeah, man, I mean, yeah. one of those things. So the big thing is figuring out like they were trying to, they're trying to do something with the antibodies, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the best thing we could do right now is just figuring out um, how to program our own antibodies to be able to fight off a stronger version of this. So, and, and they, they do, I mean, like, um, have medica- medication stuff that has helped tremendously. Um, I, I don't know the name of the, 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 the drug. It's the one that the president's always talking about. But I think, like, I can't remember what hospital, um, but just came up with these studies that basically said, uh, based on our, our, our test, this particular it's like high cool something I forget what the heck he's always talking about it but um these this drug does help um keep the body strong enough to be able to fight it off so it's not saying that it it like beats the virus it just basically helps your body fight the virus off Mm. so it it prolongs you know sub death in a sense um so and that's obviously for like really extreme cases like people that are you know maybe susceptible to dying from pneumonia or, you know, um, pre-existing conditions, again, that are struggling to breathe and, and, and all this other shit. So those are the people that will usually receive this, these medications. So, but yeah, man. But crazy. also, in no way um, does that mean, like, even though the symptoms aren't as severe with most people, that doesn't mean, like, don't, you know, don't go out, like, without a mask. And, you know, still wear your mask. So wash your hands and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, th- that's a big misconception that a lot of people have. Uh, or not saying so, but a misconception that a lot of people have is that um, the, 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 the mass is to protect you from getting sick. And that's not necessarily the case. The mass is to protect other people just mm-hmm. in case you're sick. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's, that's, you know, it's a fun. I hear it all the time. They're like, oh, man, it's fucking stupid. This shit ain't going to protect me. And it's like, it's not necessarily meant to protect you. It's to men to protect others in case you are sick because there is a lot of people that are asymptomatic or might have, um, you know, uh, very minor symptoms, but they're going to dismiss it, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. And they might go out there and stuff. And, you know, let's say for example, they don't have a mask and they just so happen to cough or, or they might, you know, lose a little bit of spit somewhere and stuff. And it's like, well, crap, now somebody might catch it and they aren't going to be asymptomatic and, yeah. you know, they might have preexisting conditions and, and, you know, and stuff. So like, washing their hands again stuff is, is just kind of good good uh, um nature and stuff uh it, it's 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 something stuff that you should be done even if it isn't you know if there isn't a pandemic because you never know so if there's all kinds of diseases 
out there and, and so washing your hands should, should be a priority and surf whenever you can. Uh, biggest thing I stopped doing, because uh, funny you mentioned spitting, um, I have a like a I have a spitting a lot when I'm running, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know I get a little flammy or whatever when I run and then freaking hawking the line up, you know, and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and now I catch myself. Well, I went on a run earlier before uh, we started recording, and uh, mm-hmm. I I caught myself like now I'm consciously like not spitting like. Because of this whole pandemic thing, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it, it's it's uh you know it's it's crazy that you mentioned that because um, I used to do the same thing, uh, especially when it gets drier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I I have a tendency of like of like my mouth starting kind of like salivate a little bit, and the reason that is is because your throat gets dry. So um, I I, for the, I have a tendency of of, of becoming a um, uh, what the heck are they called? Where am I drawing the blank right now? There's people that always think they're sick. Uh, hypochondriac. There we go. Mm-hmm. And um, from from time to time, and, and uh, you know, when this whole thing started off, I, my wife was getting pissed off because she's like, "You're not sick," and I was like, "Oh, well, I got this, this, and that." Anyways, uh, I stocked up on all kinds of stuff just in case I did. And um, what I of what um, uh, um, uh, a lot of holes. There we go. Holes and and cough drops. So uh, yesterday before I went on my run, uh, for some reason, like my throat was a little dry. So I, I put one, I, I, I swallowed a, a hose and, mm-hmm. and I just kind of kept it. So if I forgot about it as I was running and then I was like, oh crap, I still have this hose. So I kind of put it like in my lip, kind of like a dip, you know, when, when you put dip in or whatever. Yeah. And I kind of just kept it there. And what I realized was that I, my mouth didn't get as dry. I mean, as like my throat didn't get as dry as it did. And I didn't feel like spitting uh, or sometimes like whenever I stopped, I feel like I got to throw up because my throat is so dry. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't experience that. And in fact, I was actually able to run like an extra like mile and a half. And, and I didn't feel as tired. Like, I think it had a lot to do with the sugars inside the, 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 the holes. But um, I, I remember that a lot of people like that do like those the crazy endurance runs. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have like these, these like, sh- like energy tablets that they'll pop, you know, every once in a while and stuff. Or they have like salt, salt tablets or whatever. Mm. Uh, and that, that kind of does the same thing and stuff to be able to keep you um, like at your peak performance in a sense. Yo, I'll tell you what, my first 15k I ran uh, last year. Yo, they had, they gave me a beer at the end. I fucking slammed that thing down, and that thing <laughs> that was like the best beer I've ever had. I was like, oh my god, oh man. Yeah. It's the best time. I tell people it's the best time to drink beer. Do this after you're freaking exhausted, man. Like, oh uh, yeah. I remember, we uh, like one of the last things and stuff that we did. Uh, I remember stuff like one of the last things that I was with. We we did this big old freaking hike. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember and stuff like um, uh, finishing the, the hike and 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 drinking a beer. And I was like, man, like I I don't know what the heck it is, but this beer tastes extra good today. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, dude, it's awesome, man. Talking about the beer, I went in and grabbed the beer right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 uh, I try not to drink too much um, during the week. Uh, however, and stuff, you know, the pandemic has not made it easy, and I caught myself, mm-hmm. you know, like at, at one point, like drinking way more than I probably should. Um, 
And I was like, okay, that's probably not going to be good for my health. And I, I was like, you know, because then I didn't start getting lazy and I don't want to do anything. So I was like, I was yeah. like, you know what, just maybe one one beer and stuff wouldn't wouldn't be that bad, but not two, three beers. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're probably right. So, so yeah, man. My top five topics for the this episode. Sweet. <laughs> um, this next segment, new. Uh, so. <laughs> First, uh, first guest to be on the segment. It's called a uh, guest at occupation. So I'm Sweet. gonna play. Yeah, I'm gonna play you an audio clip right now of uh, mm-hmm. some video, I, random video I found online, and um, yeah, I'll let you guess their occupation. Okay. Right, gonna play it right now. Um. <laughs> I like studying quantum mechanics and you know particle physics here and there. Um, it's just like fun conceptually to apply in other places in your world. Um, so quantum entanglement is one of my favorite concepts. Um, so imagine with me two electrons. Let's go back to like middle school. <laughs> um, two carbon electrons that are moving at the same rate because that's what electrons of the same atom will do. And no matter how far apart they move. They will always be going the same rate. And when you slow one down, the other one will slow down. And when you speed one up, the other one will speed up. And no matter how far apart they go, <laughs> they're always, you know, connected. Um, so that's just a little blurb. All right, man. Damn, dude. <laughs> yes, the occupation. Oh, crap. Um, I... I uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I about that. What was she talking about? I, I, I mean, I, 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 it was I, at times the stuff was kind of a, a little difficult to hear, but I, I kept on hearing, you know, pulling them apart, and they're always going to be together and stuff and everything. So I'm like, what the heck is this lady talking about? You know, so um, I, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> And, and, and maybe some sort of engineering kind of a profession where, where like something's moving, um, you know, uh, uh, constantly uh, apart and, and together, assume, you know, so. Um, yeah, she was talking about uh, quantum physics. Oh, shit. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very educated lady, very classic lady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she, I guess she is in the business of friction. <laughs> uh, she's an adult entertainer. A what? She, an adult entertainer. Okay, see, I, I wanted to say that, but I was like, oh, man, I don't want to come off as, like, sexist or something, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I came across an uh, interview online, and I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, she's pretty smart, <laughs> smarter than me. So, yeah. yeah. No, man, dude. Yeah. You know, so I, 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 I'll go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I, cause I don't know anything about quantum physics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was, I was going to say that I, I've met some, uh, some pretty smart, uh, people in that kind of industry that, you know, stuff that surprised the heck out of you. You know, they, uh, I was like, what the heck? Why, why, why are you doing this? I'm like, Hey, it probably pays better than what I'd be doing, you know, doing something else. I'm like, Oh, sweet, man. <laughs> So, yeah, get on them, man. You know what? It is a real job. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shit. If, yeah. If, uh, if, it, 
if uh, things don't plan out for me, I'll, I'm sounding only fans, you know, <laughs> make some extra cash, probably make more money. So No, and I think it should be legitimized, you know, like that way they can be well protected, you know, give them benefits and stuff. And, you know, they're getting tested and just, you know, it should be respected, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, Amsterdam, I mean, they, they, they already have that. So if there's, they're not the only red light district um, in the world. There's actually a few of them. Uh, but you know, like Mexico is another one. They have they have uh, a few in Mexico. So, um, oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think there's like two or three big ones. One of them being like Tijuana. The other one, I think it's like somewhere in the central region, uh, somewhere in I can't remember and stuff. But yeah, they're 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 common out there because with all the corruption, you know, it's kind of like um, it was inevitable that it was going to happen. So so they they kind of uh, unionize and and. Um, in a sense, you know, to a certain extent, stuff, but they 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 do get like uh, special medical attentions, and they, I mean, it's 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 a it's a profession. It's probably one of the oldest professions and out there. And I mean, they if they could do it, then you know, so they should do it, I guess. Uh, you know, so who are, who are we to kind of tell them that they can't? You know, it's their prerogative. So, and and why not provide a safe place too? And that way, you prevent the spread of diseases and stuff too. You know. Yeah, 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 maybe. <laughs> I mean, you, if you keep it clean, you keep them audited and stuff, and, like, you know, keep, keep it regulated. It's it, Everything should be hunky-dory for the most part. I don't know. In Just theory, thought. in theory, yeah, in theory, I think I think um, it, it sounds like it would work, but in reality, probably there's, there's always, you know, um, certain levels, like, you know, let's say, for example, you know, there, there was a, a person, you know, and stuff that decided to take this profession mm-hmm. and they were uh, getting taken care of and stuff. And, um, uh, you know, after a series of events, this person ends up uh, sick with, with something, you know what I mean? And they're no longer able to, to provide for their family mm-hmm. through this profession. Um, a lot of the times, like, these people become accustomed to that. It's like, hey, this is the only thing that I can do. This is the only thing that I'm good at. This is the only thing so that I can probably carry as much money as as I, as I was making stuff, you know? So then they don't usually end up going back um, to something like, you know, becoming a, some sort of administrative assistant. They're probably going to find a black market version of whatever the heck they were doing. And it's just going to, you know, end up in that same thing. So now it's just not regulated. And, you know, the, the fines are probably bigger, but it's like, well, this is yeah. the only thing that I can't do. So you got the, you know, people walking the street, you know, type thing. Instead of being in some sort of massage parlor, the um, the problem with that, I'm just gonna. This is from my experience as a. I used to be an eligibility worker, um, so I used to work in the Department of Social Services, so around social mm-hmm. workers and all that. And mm-hmm. um, there's definitely plenty of um, like local programs for uh, for anyone, pretty much like they pay you to get like any schooling like and go and like not just how you know us being veterans we you we earn the gi bill but Mm -hmm. but um other people like don't realize there's so much more like just money out there for for them to better themselves i think the problem Mm -hmm. is like advertising like letting people know like hey if she is a fan like dude like don't waste any time go straight to edd it's like just 
guaranteed it it may it may not be exactly what you were doing before, but if you want to work, you can find work at the office. Like, I mean, uh, so, you know, right before I was doing my current um, day job, I was uh, I was working the almond harvest, bro. I was working out in the fields. And talk about a humbling job right there, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, definitely, dude. I got to see some crazy stuff. Yeah, man. I actually uh, got to ride, uh, drive my first um, 18-wheeler. That was pretty fun. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, was a pretty wild story. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it's it's like uh, I was having a discussion like not too long ago and stuff with somebody uh, that, you know, and stuff there. And they, they we're talking about like the whole justice system and how, you know, and stuff after prison, you know, and stuff like you don't have um, you, you kind of have all these ambitions. But then like certain things start happening and you're like, oh, man, like it's not going to work out. So what ends up happening is like, they, you know, people end up reverting back to their old ways. And it's like, well, fuck, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, I could I could make five thousand dollars in a weekend doing, you know, something that I'm not supposed to be doing. And now I'm going to go to this seventeen dollar an hour job. And it's like, well, crap, like, you know, like I already got accustomed to that. And, and you know, it's like it's 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 something stuff that I could do, you know, and, and, and like they, they get um, into it's called like a closed mindset. And it's like, hey, mm-hmm. this is the only thing that I could do because I'm going to fail at everything else. And that might not necessarily fail as like not being able to do the job, but maybe fail like at providing or maybe fail at like assimilating. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be stuck in, in this and only accept this as an option. So like, yeah, there's, there's tons of help out there, but sometimes like they, they just can't see past, you know, the, the lifestyle. So I crazy, see that. Dude. I see that. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. I, I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because when you get stuck in that mindset, yeah, you're right. It's uh, you feel like this is the only way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I see it all the time. It, it's crazy because they're like, I, I, I it, it's weird when I left the Marine Corps, where you know stuff in the military, like I ended up gravitating towards like a lot of felons, you know what I mean? Like, and, and not like, you know, for, for, for illegal stuff, but it's just because, you know, we, a lot of times we relate on stories and, you know, and stuff like, you know, me and you both know uh, uh, somebody and stuff, you know, that, you know, and stuff just ended up, you know, choosing a different lifestyle. Uh, yeah. But it, it's crazy, you know, like that, um, like how, how, how uh, similar we are and stuff, because like, there's, there's just so many things like um, one of my wife's um, family members, he, he did some time in the prison system and, and, and me and him now have like this really strong friendship because we relate to things, you know, and stuff like he says, you know, when uh, I remember like when we um, first met Seth and we started talking about families, or whatever, he's way older than, no, not way older. He's like still in his thirties and stuff, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like he, he, um, he was telling me that, that uh, when he got out um, and he came back home, you know, and stuff one of the times that every morning his kids had to have their, their beds made. So like he he would go and stuff and make sure that every one of his kids had his beds made, that the like his the the, the clothes had to be like in a certain way. And I was like, damn, dude, that's crazy, man, because that's just how it was in the Marine Corps, you know what I mean? Like we had field day every Thursday, you know, and stuff, and we had to mm-hmm. clean. He's like, yeah, I'm every time. So I mean, like, there's so many similarities and stuff, and it's like that's that's crazy. Like you never know stuff who you're gonna find like that that connection with. So 
I mean, I, I don't judge anybody, man. I'll kick it with felons. I've been 25 years, you know, and so, and, and I'll be over here and stuff with MDs and, and PhDs and, and, and freaking executives and all this other stuff. And I find that everybody seems to co- somehow connect in some shape, way, or form and just get to find those connections. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, guess the occupation. What'd you think? <laughs> it was, you know, um, I, I, I like it and stuff. I think it's, 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 I, um, <laughs> when I seen it on, on your, on your thing, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be like, they're going to try to, somebody was going to try to guess my occupation or something. But now it, it, I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, dude, I mean, um, I'm, I, I think it's, you're going to get some pretty good stories or, or something, um, you know, and stuff in, in, in future shows. So yeah, sweet, man. Keep on going with it. Yeah, right. About the the housing. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm super interested. You know how you talked about prices going down out there? I actually have seen the opposite, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason is stuff that, it, uh, that it's actually going up in some places is because they're intentionally inflating the prices. So what some... Um, real estate agents will do uh, or and something that's kind of like behind the scenes type stuff is don't inflate certain prices to kind of keep it at a certain mm. level because it's like oh shit like you know stuff like they'll be like hey you know this house is going for five hundred thousand dollars up here um and now this other person and stuff like but if you bring it down you know like for 325 then all the houses at that point from that point forward are going to go closer to 325 instead of five hundred thousand. So, you know, like, it, it's, it's one of those, like, dirty fucking things. Like, there's an, another dirty fucking secret stuff that, that it's kind of older now. But, like, um, you could always tell which one are going to be the shitty houses um, versus, you know, the nicer houses. Because if you look at the description of the house, it'll say, like, great location, you know, uh, close to schools and, you know, and stuff, all this different shit. But it'll never mention anything about the actual fucking house. It'll say more, like, potential. Like the houses and stuff that are actually like worth it, it'll say something like granite countertops and you know master bedroom, blah blah blah, blah and stuff. And it'll give like very specific details that um, make like like way more expensive. And so they could, they, you know, stuff that usually. So when it actually comes down to like buying houses for investment, like you don't necessarily like you won't get too much of a budge in those houses that say like the full on mm-hmm. descriptions. You know what I mean? Like, if, if they're asking for eight hundred and fifty thousand, more than likely, like you're gonna end up paying eight hundred and fifty thousand minimum. Now, if the house is like three hundred and fifty thousand, and it says like you know, great location and all this other shit, like, and not necessarily about the house, it's probably they're probably gonna take an offer that's less than three hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, just little fucking things like that and stuff. But yeah, dude, like, I mean, the, the I. I the, the the my emphasis and which is geographic information systems is just dealing with maps and data. So like um, one of the things is so the reason that I, I I actually got into that was because I wanted to uh, kind of look at that the, the real estate market. And um, when I um, started getting into it, I started seeing like this crazy stuff. Like like it's weird. So like my neighborhood, I live in a track uh, neighborhood. So basically, stuff like a lot of the houses mm-hmm. are the same, but it's weird like divided um between so like they they added like a newer section like closer to like the north west section of, of this track home and those houses are nicer 
So um, what ended up happening stuff is that like there's they created a, a, a division in a sense, and it's like one of the main streets that divides the, like goes in the middle of mm -hmm. the neighborhood, and like from from that street west, um, the income is higher, and from the the the, the that same street east, the income is lower. Mm -hmm. So it like at first I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's crazy, you know, and stuff like, and it was like. I don't know, like 30,000 more average, you know, I mean, like household income. And at which, you know, for starters, it's like, okay, I, I knew it. I was like, they built that other section up there and stuff closer, you know, to the Northeast, Northwest, I mean. So like, yeah, like those are newer. They're going to be more expensive. I could kind of see how like the, the household income will be a little bit higher on that side. But then I started looking at more demographics, like um, ages of the people living in that. And the, the, on this side and stuff of, 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 uh, of the, which was the west side, I mean the east side of um, the fucking street, uh, people were older. Um, they had less kids. On the west side of it, they were younger. They had more kids, which makes sense. You know, I mean, more money, more houses, younger and stuff, you know, uh, and all this shit. Kind of like I was basically saying how people, they get to a certain age, they don't want to take as much as they so, you know, a lot of the times they're like, okay, I don't want to get a bigger house. I don't need a bigger house. These other older, smaller houses are a better fit to my needs. So why the fuck would I want this other bigger house? So then, like, I started kind of noticing and stuff how the prices differentiated a lot. And, you know, and stuff like you find on, on the west side of the street, which was the higher, more expensive ones, you'd see more renovation houses. You know, like, it was almost, you know, and stuff like you can be the same model house, but on that side, which is the west side on that side and stuff like the houses were uh, granite countertops. You know, they, they redid, you know, they put French doors and all this fucking shit that would cost more money. And, you know, and stuff on the east side, it was like as is, you know, so it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's like a hundred thousand dollar difference and shit. Oh, no, 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 a hundred thousand dollars difference. But like, um, you know, like it, it'll go for like an extra twenty thousand dollars on the other side. And it's just fucking. Confusing. But yeah, dude. It's pretty nice, nuts, man. man. Yeah. Talking about earlier in the week, um, well, today's topic kind of wanted to touch on the financial health of the economy. Uh, what sparked my interest was uh, this video you shared with me um, by a, a gentleman. I didn't catch his name, but his handles at Minority Mindset. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. And um, want to let the audience know a little bit about this video? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, uh, Minority Mindset. So, so this guy, I, I just recently started following him, um, and, and I came across this video and stuff. And, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I might have all this, this, this background stuff and everything, but I'm a lazy mofo. You know, mm -hmm. so, so like when somebody puts it out Barney style for me and stuff, I have a tendency of, of, of paying more attention to that than actually reading some sort of book. Although I do read a lot of books. And, um, yeah. And, and it, it's, it struck me as interesting because this guy explained it in a way that uh, made me understand it. And I'm not a finance guy, uh, even though I do have an MBA. Uh, and and uh, I don't have necessarily an interest in it because it just, it's not something that sparks my curiosity. Um, however, you know, so if I have had extensive uh, classes and stuff and had uh, very, very, very um, intriguing conversations with people and stuff that are in the finance industry and, 
and everything and stuff. So a lot of the stuff that he was saying was it 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 worried me because I was like, holy crap, I didn't even think about that or know this. Uh, but at the same time, stuff that intrigued me, and that's why I mm-hmm. shared it with Chiquit and like maybe like fifteen other people and stuff that I I, I send memes and, and and conversations to and stuff on a daily basis on a daily basis uh, because yeah. Um, it's important, you know, and stuff that, that, that people are aware of it because the, the, the more we share information throughout, you know, and stuff, our communities, the better we, we become, um, you know, and stuff. And, and I'll get into it and stuff here in a, in a little while, um, you know, but, but yeah, th- this guy, that's basically what his whole um, thing is about. His whole, like, page, his whole um, organization thing is, is, uh, is, is basically getting this information out and stuff in, in layman's terms. Um, so that people could understand what the heck is going on. So it's stuff that you would have to go to school for and stuff and figure out yourself. This guy's just putting it out there. So, I mean, um, per- awesome, awesome uh, resource. And, 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 and basically this whole like thing is, is basically, it's just going to be that same video. I'm just going to regurgitate it in a sense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, do you want me to just go into it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... Um, so basically the, like the, the whole thing was, was, is, is, is there a bubble being created? Um, and then, um, he goes on to talk about a lot of stuff, but, uh, what really caught my attention was that he basically said that there's so far been about $7 trillion that's been lent by the federal reserve. And, um, I mean, that, that's a lot of money, you know, and stuff like if you ask anybody that's trillion, you know, and stuff, we, we think that billions are, are, are a lot of money and stuff. You start getting into the trillions, you're like, holy crap. You know, that's, that's unheard of and, you know, and stuff. Uh, but um, what struck me as interesting was uh, how fast we got to the $7 trillion. So he, you know, so before he explains, you know, and stuff like that, like he kind of goes into, into an explanation of, of, uh, of what the Federal Reserve is. And, and I'll, I'll briefly try to do that and stuff because it, it is kind of complicated. Uh, but he basically said it, they are like a thermostat. Like they function like the thermostat for the, the American economy. Um, they're not necessarily a bank because you can't go and, and deposit money and they're not federal. Um, they're more like a third party entity that has power to influence in a sense. And I, although that sounds a little scary. And so if they're actually here for good purposes um, and, and, and what it basically is, 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 is um, a, an organization where there's really, 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 really smart economists and, 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 um, people that write policies and, and all this other stuff. And their whole um, ex- purpose of existence is just to make sure that the American um, economy stays strong and that we're at our best. And uh, one of the interesting things and stuff, I remember back when I was like in one of my undergrads, um, I was taking an economy, uh, uh, um, economics class and it just so happened that the professor had actually worked at the Fed. And um, she left the Fed because uh, she said that when, once you get to that level, there's a whole lot of politics, which you'd expect, you know, getting mm-hmm. at a high level and stuff. You're, you're, you're working with the president and the different kind of um, houses and whatnot and stuff. So they, they basically are responsible for influencing uh, the spending habits of the American people. And um, they don't always agree, you know, surprisingly. Like, it's, it's not like a team that basically says, hey, we're going to vote on this and stuff and you know, every, everything's going to go this way. It's actually uh, designed to be more like um, present something and then they argue about it. 
So then they'll be like, you know, so they might say like, hey, this, this, and this. And one person might be like, well, you know, this is happening because this and this. But this other person might actually be like, no, that's not correct. You know, it's actually happening because this, this, and this. And collectively through those arguments and, and, and these, these interactions, they actually figure out ways to, to solutions or they figure out solutions and stuff through these problems. So mm-hmm. what they typically do is they kind of regulate like a thermostat would, um, like how America spends its money. So like, and, and this guy goes on to talk in his video and stuff that, you know, when the economy is, is, is cold per se, and by cold, I mean like people are just not spending money for whatever reason, you know, maybe, maybe it's after a recession. So they're just, um, they don't, you know, people don't have jobs, so they're not necessarily spending the money, whatever little bit of money they do have, it's in savings because that's what ends up happening. You know, when things are uncertain, people will spend less money. So they might just keep it instead for, for a rainy day. Or, or they're like, you know what, I'm just going to actually go ahead and stuff and start paying my, my minimum amount of money. And I'm not going to put more stuff on credit because I don't know if I'm going to be able to, 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 to pay that off later. You know, and so they, 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 they're very um, selective on, on where they, they spend. Um, and they, virtually so, you know. Um, so what the feds end up doing is that they'll lower down the interest rates. Uh, and that entices people to actually use that money to go and, and buy things, um, not only on, on you know stuff with cash, but also on credit. And that's another thing that he goes on to explain is that basically uh, the, the United States runs on like a hybrid of cash and credit. And um, it, it, we don't even think about it because it's just like, well, that's our way of life. But if you go to other places, you know, where let's just say, for example, India, um, it's very hard mm-hmm. to get credit. You know, and stuff out there. If you have credit, it's it's for some reason and stuff that is is not necessarily available to everybody. And I think even Mexico is like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but but it's in the United States. It's like, hey, as long as you got a social security number and stuff, like you. And sometimes you don't even need that. It's like you, you're going to get credit. Um, and and you know, and stuff. So like a lot of the times, like let's say the example he gives is like just because somebody's making a hundred thousand dollars and spending a hundred thousand dollars doesn't necessarily mean that they're only going to spend a hundred thousand dollars. They might actually end up spending a hundred and twenty thousand dollars so that uh, 20 is going to be put on credit and that's just kind of how it happens so when the economy is cold they entice people to spend more money both uh you know hard-earned cash and credit um and and you know stuff and, and that money obviously goes back to the regular banks so the banks are supplemented by the money that gets paid into them you know the money that you borrow and stuff and the money that gets deposited you know for for, for savings and, and all this other stuff but they also are lent money from the Federal Reserve. So that's how stuff the Federal Reserve kind of plays into that. Like they also do the opposite. When it's too hot, meaning that a lot of people are, are buying shit, like instead of maybe 120, they're probably spending 170, maybe $200,000. And at which point stuff, it, it really gets scary because you're not sure what's gonna happen. You know, you're not necessarily, or not sure and stuff, and by you, I, I mean, you know, the government is not sure what's gonna happen because let's say, for example, everything's good and dandy, uh, but we experienced some sort of crash um, like we did back in like 2008 and people are going to start getting laid off. It's like, well, crap, now this, this big ass debt is still left. And, you know, that, that's going to ruin people's lives, not just the people that are defaulting on the payments, but the people that are dependent on that, those payments. And, and it, there's, there's a whole um, effect that happens and stuff, you know, with, with, with the money, it's called a trickle down effect and it goes key by uh, it was used a lot by, by Reagan. But anyways, um, the feds will regulate also. So if, if too many people are spending money, they'll turn up the furnace and they'll be like, no, the interest rates are not going to go higher. So, you know, instead of like going out there 
and, and getting a loan, a, a car loan for, I don't know, like 4.2 or whatever, you know, um, when, when, when it was low or, or, or 0.5, you know, I think my sister, my little sister just got a car and stuff and she got like zero point something. Um, now it's, it's going to be harder because the Fed is basically like, hey, we're going to be lending money to the banks for a higher cost. So the banks in turn lower, higher their, their interest rates. And they'll be like, okay, now we can't offer zero point something. So now it's going to be like 4.2 or, you know, seven point whatever. And so, so that's how people um, are more selective. And they're like, okay, you know what? Um, yeah, I just don't want to incur, incur more debt at that high of an interest rate. That's, that's basically how the Fed regulates um, the economy under normal circumstances. Um, and this guy goes on to talk about how the seven trillion dollars uh, was created. They they printed it up, and the reason for it is because um, they need to. It, the, the economy is kind of cold, or was cold and stuff. Like despite what you know you, you see on the uh, the news and stuff, and all these people are saying like, "Oh, you know, this is like the best economy and all sorts of shit." And it's like, "Well, yeah." I was like, "But if you really start getting into the numbers, um, there is actually um, there's still not as much spending as we would like for there to be." Um, and, and so, unfortunately, the, the, the interest rates are already pretty fucking low. Uh, I mean, like, you, you, you hear it. It's like interest low, interest rates super low, so buy a house right now and all sort of shit. Um, so then they can't necessarily go down because they start going into the negatives. And although that is an option, they just don't want to do that now. So the only other option to do is to basically give more money out. So they, instead of giving money out to the banks, they give it out to institutions. Thus, they create an inflation in the stock market. So, you know, you know for example, let's say for um, that, I don't know, um, Tesla, you know, stuff, I don't know if this actually happens, to be honest, but, um, you know, just for an example, so Tesla might be saying like, hey, you know, um, we need like $5 billion to be able to expand into our, you know, build another giga center somewhere and shit. And it's like, okay, well, the banks won't give it to you because they're already tapped out and stuff, or they, you know, you're already drawing kind of thin on, on your credit. So the Fed might actually be like, you know, we're going to go ahead and stuff and somehow, some way um, help you create an extra billion dollars. So then, you know, and stuff like stuff like that ends up happening. So they, cause they have to get creative. They want people to spend, spend more money. So now what happens to the Tesla stock is it goes up because people are like, holy shit, like, you know, they just got to simply some money and stuff. Like they're going to be doing big things. So people start speculating on the price and their, their worth and all this shit. So the Tesla stock skyrockets, you know what I mean? And which it did, um, you know, for a certain time. So if it went from like, I don't know, it's like, I can't remember what it was like 200 and something to like freaking a thousand almost dollars at some point. So like when people start seeing these things, it's like, oh shit, what other stocks are going up? And they start noticing that the same thing starts going up. So they think, it's, it's, it's almost like a false sense of security uh, because they're like, all these stocks are going up. So then they're like, holy shit, our economy is doing better. You know what? Screw it. I am going to fucking get that loan at seven point something percent. So then th th it entices them to want to go out and stuff and spend more money. And, um, you, know, you know, like it's, it's a risk. It's a risk that the, the, the Fed is, is taking on right now because the intent is, is to ensure that our economy remains strong. Can it backfire? Yeah, definitely fucking could backfire. You know what I mean? Because who's to say that they, they're they not going to, you know, people aren't predictable. 
um, and, and who's just saying something that they're going to take on too much debt and then something catastrophic happens like a fucking pandemic, <laughs> you know, um, you know, where people are going to start losing their jobs. And now not only did they freaking give this money to these companies, you know, to be able to do all these great things. Now all these companies can't do anything yet. This money is disappearing because it's not staying stagnant. It's disappearing in some shape or form and it isn't necessarily going back to the proper places. So, yeah, it can backfire. And that's one of the, the reasons that I wanted everybody to see that because, uh, I mean, I, we, I, me and you saw it like a few years back, uh, you know, between our group messages and stuff. Like, uh, people are talking about, like, hey, get into Bitcoin. Hey, start doing this. Hey, Robinhood this and all this other stuff. And I was always hesitant. And you kind of saw me and stuff. I was always hesitant because I, I want to invest in shit that I don't know. So that's just personally me. So, yeah. you know, and stuff. But, like, you get a lot of this, this false security. And, and uh, it, it can sometimes backfire. However, it can also be very profitable and stuff. Like, there are people that did make a lot of money, uh, you know, and stuff. I met a few people and stuff who, who made really, really lucky and smart investments early in the dot-com uh, uh, time era, and they were living very large um, right before the, the boom, you know, and stuff um, of, of that time. So, um, yeah. so the same thing happens with the market crash. You know uh, that that happened in 2008. Um, some people and stuff were living very large. Um, you know, unfortunately, stuff like kind of came close to the home. So, my wife's dad um, was he worked in the construction industry, and yes. uh, a lot of construction was happening. Uh, you know, stuff like so he was making a, a shitload of money and stuff and all that. Um, but the housing market crashed, and they, they, his industry in particular and stuff like took a big hit. So yeah. like, there is this, this this false sense sometimes that that's caused. And the Fed is, is just kind of taking it um, a step at a time, uh, and, and they're 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 making these changes in order to to ensure that that doesn't. If if something were to happen, it's not as bad as as um, as it could be. So I don't know, but yeah, man. I mean, like um, it's that's that's what's happening. Um, there's also another thing stuff that kind of gets into. Um, Another talk that the guy just released um, from that page and stuff where he talks about the, the death cycle, how there's basically one that goes every 10 uh, years and another one that goes every 50 years, and they're, they're laid on top of each other. The one, the 50-year one, that's a big one, though, that only comes around every, like, between 50 and 100 years. And unfortunately, like, we're long overdue for that one. Um, the last one being the Great Recession, um, you know, and stuff, that, and it's, and it's, it, it's happened um, it's, it's almost inevitable that it, it happens like that. So the 10-year one we've seen multiple times with the most recent one, <clears throat> 2008 and stuff. And, and that one really fucking sucked, uh, you know, uh, especially for some of these people that were getting close to retirement. So, you know, you, you get all these different things that come into play and, and, and it, it, it becomes a scary picture. So, um, you know, I, I, I am very frugal, fortunately. Um, you know, in life, we live a, 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 a good life, um, you know, and stuff. But the reason that we live a good life is because we, we live frugally. And, you know, so we, we have a tendency of only spending about 36% of our income. Uh, and we, our investments are, are, are secure. Um, we, we secure, you know, stuff like we've, we've kind of uh, learned over trial and error to like, stick to the stuff that's always going to be valuable. And, um, I mean, it just is what it is, man. Sometimes you just got to ride the wave as well. So. <clears throat> damn man dude yeah that's uh very awesome um 
far as like uh, inspiring to hear how you're really well as far as like uh, money managing. And uh, I'd like to get to that level soon. <laughs> you will, man. You will, especially, you know, like I, I try to share as much as I can, you know, um, with you and the guys and stuff. So um, it's just stuff, you know, like I'm no expert by any means. I've just learned to look with my with my ears before my eyes and stuff, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. What I mean, what I mean by that and stuff is I listen. I listen a lot. I listen. Um, to things and stuff, and I, I try to see past a lot of the bullshit. So um, it's it's just one of those things, man. Like um, you just got to be you, you. You pretty much have to either be a hundred percent committed, or I mean, that, that, I was just listening to that song. Um, there's no such thing as halfway crooks, you know what I mean, or halftime yeah. crooks. Whatever, whatever it is. You know, and, and it's like it was funny because I was thinking about you know the, the business and everything and stuff in the economy. And and it's like and it's true, but like like you either have to be all up in it and stuff, or you gotta be, you know, you're not you're not in it at all. And um, when it comes to like investment and all that sort of stuff, like you have to either be in it or not. So because if you go right in the middle, you're probably gonna stay neutral anyways. So you're not gonna make any money, you're not gonna lose any money. But then what the heck is the purpose of even getting into it in the first place? So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, that's pretty much it. I read a lot of books. <laughs> um so like on that guy in particular do you follow him pretty often the minority mindset guy i will be honest i didn't know about him until this uh probably like a couple weeks ago uh Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that 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 video when the video came out um i was like what the heck i was like this guy's freaking awesome um but um it, it it um the, his his page isn't the only one like that. There's a few of them. However, I will say that he did do probably the best job at explaining it in a layman's way. Um, YouTube is, is actually a great resource. Um, there's there's yes, plenty yeah. of people uh, on there and stuff. He is on YouTube also. And uh, um, uh, I, I also will um, confess that that video is probably the only one that I really paid attention to thus far, just because like, I started following them, and then that video came out, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is like pretty interesting." And I, and I started looking at the other video that just came out yesterday, mm-hmm. and able to grasp like everything that he said. But it was basically like that uh, more to do with that that curve that I was talking about. Um, and he he does a great job at at explaining it in in um uh, very in a very easy to understand format. Kind of like a, as a matter of factly manner. Yeah, yeah. And straight to the point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and um what I really did like about the dude, I don't know, just kind of seen all about um sharing the wealth, like the knowledge wealth, you know. I think I, I oh. lost you here. Hello, can you hear me? Yep. Okay. okay Hello? I, I, I guess I was I had a weak connection. Oh no, all good, man. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, it was uh that was I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting. Do you think there's gonna be like a like there will be like a bubble pop? Um, you know, it's it's um yeah, yeah, there definitely will be a bubble pop. 
when will it happen and to what extent? Um, I, I, I don't know, man, stuff like that. Like, like again, stuff, I'm, I'm not an economist or, or, or a financial expert, um, but, you know, just based on, on, on the books that I've read, the people that I've talked to and, and the classes that I've taken, um, it's, yeah, there, there definitely is um, something coming up. I, I'm sure there's somebody that could explain it way better than I can, um, you know, but always, always kind of be prepared. Um, one of the things and stuff like that, I, where me and my wife um, have, um, taking more of an interest in stuff is mm-hmm. real estate. So, so uh, um, I I kind of get a feel for what's happening based on real estate. And um, you know, I, I could tell you from right now, such as in Southern California, is um, the market is, is going down uh, a little bit, not a lot, but um, it, it's definitely uh, something's happening. Not exactly sure what the heck is happening, but um, I, I've noticed that houses are actually that were would normally be like I don't know, like seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. Are, are now being offered for like closer to five fifty to six hundred thousand. Um, oh, and you know people say for different reasons, but you know um, when when um, people get uh, in a situation where they need to sell, they're going to sell, and th- that's kind of like where you kind of feel like, okay, what, what's happening? You know, why why did a house in the same neighborhood go for seven fifty two years ago, and now stuff everything's five hundred thousand here. So, um, and, you know, without getting too much into, like, how demographics and psychographics and all these different characteristics get into, you know, come into, into play, um, you do start seeing that certain um, regions will behave differently as far as the real estate is concerned um, at, at different points um, in, in the cycle of the economy's uh, uh, fluctuations. So, um, uh, I don't know exactly when the crash is coming. If there is, I mean, there will be one. So, um, but uh, I'd say probably sooner than later. You know, just just because how everything's been going with this pandemic, um, it's only a matter of time before the negative kind of catches up to the positive. You know, everybody was good and stuff because it's like, hell yeah, we get all this free money, you know, from Trump and whatever yeah. and stuff. But it's like, well, shit, they sent to you because you were out of work. So what happens with the companies that are not going to be able to bounce back from this, yeah. this shutdown? You know, like what's going to happen with the influx of people that are going to be laid off? Um, you know, that's obviously going to signify that that's obviously going to cause um, a, 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 a stoppage, I guess, of, of people buying things on credit. And when people stop buying things, the economy feels it. You know, if, if let's say, for example, your company manufactures, I don't know, something to do with like computers, you know, it's like, who's going to buy them? Like, is it, is it going to be like, in the, the individual consumer, you know, like, are they still going to be buying? So, like, instead of manufacturing, you know, 50,000 pieces a, a week or whatever, it might actually go down to 30,000 pieces, you know, because that's all you know, that's selling. And what ends up happening is, like, you know, layoffs and, and all sorts of shit and, um, you know, restructurings of, 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 uh, of organizations. And I'm seeing that right now with some of the universities around here. Um, I was just talking to, to uh, one of the, the directors and stuff at one of the universities, and uh, she was t- she telling me like we we basically gutted one of our campuses up, and I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. She's like, it's just you know, everybody's working from home, nobody's really coming into the campuses, so we're spending money on things that you know we can't get our ROI on, and so for return on investment. So it, it only makes sense, you know, like companies will just like viruses won't do anything to survive you know uh 
survive and, and you know, and, and, and I'm not making any kind of, you know, comparison, yeah. uh, any negative comparison between viruses and businesses because I'm a business guy. But, you know, like it just, just kind of anything that's alive and wants to prosper and stuff is going to make the changes to be able to deal with whatever's going on yeah. around it. So, I mean, just it is what it is, man. So, Bubble Pop, you're like, maybe. <laughs> what, what, yeah, what no, like Bubble Pop, you're like a maybe. No, it's going yeah. to happen um, for sure. Just don't know happen. when. It's just, um, we, we don't know when and we don't know how big it's yeah. going to be. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's like the guy that basically found those, those, uh, those, those um, fluctuations. Um, I forgot his freaking name, and, and I've I read about him and stuff. I, I mean, they they talked to me and stuff. Um, however, like he he basically said, "Hey, we're due for 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 a big crash," and it just hasn't happened. Um, and there's only so much, dude. It's like you know, like going on into the ocean, yeah. and like you find this fucking wave. You know that wave is eventually going to go down. You know what I mean? It's like, but we've been riding this fucking wave like well beyond the surf line. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Like, it's like, holy shit, dude, that's fucking crazy. It's badass that we're still riding it. But, like, when the heck is it going to go yeah. down? And that's where it gets kind of scary because it's like, you know that, you know, stuff so that's like, oh, going up higher. You know, like, are we kind of staying neutral? Are we going down? Like, what the fuck is happening? Um, and, and, you know, stuff so like, what are going to be the repercussions of whatever? Yeah. It does feel like I, 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 I totally get what you're saying. Like, that feel like in limbo you know like don't know what's gonna happen next yeah dude i mean that's that's like again you know like you know my wife learned you know from from just kind of seeing our parents struggle um all you could do is just kind of brace yourself for an impact yeah and, and make sure that you have resources and stuff you know what i mean like put your seatbelt on at all times <laughs> don't drive without your seatbelt yeah so just you know make sure make sure and stuff that you're you're prepared and um it, it's you know like th- there's a there, there's a um, a certain point at, at, at that people are more concerned with security than they are with uh, growth, and um, we see and stuff like at the on the employment side. You know, what I mean, like um, if you compare somebody that's 21 years old to like maybe somebody that's uh, closer to like 45 ish, uh, a lot of the times like the 21 year old is more willing to take on risk. So like you, you could tell them like, hey. Um, you'll get a promotion if you go out of state, you know, like we need you to physically move to another location. And they'll be like, heck yeah, man, I'm all for it. Fuck yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Whatever. And then if you were to make that same um, request from a person that's closer to 45, they might actually be like, no, I'm good, man. You know, like I, I, I'm good. I already have everything, you know? And it's like, okay. Like, and the reason for and stuff is, 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 is this uh, like cognizance that um, you are more, you're older, you know, and stuff like people start becoming cognizant of the fact that they're older. So they're like, I can't, you know, deal with the changes as, as well as I could when I was younger. So the faster you think people realize that and stuff at some point, like the better they're going to be braced for impact. And um, if we kind of realize that stuff that, Hey, you know, it's good to, to be able to deal with, you know, uh, roll with the punches, but um, I, I know I don't know my, you know, like, like I got to know and stuff that I am, I'm not invincible. So if I'm, you know, in a boxing match and I'm, you know, freaking 150 or whatever, I'm not going to go up against my Tyson at fucking three, you know, almost 300 pounds. So like, yeah, I'll get into the ring, but not, at, at, you know, for that, that weight division difference, you know, so. 
gotta know what the heck, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, but very interesting video. Thank you for sharing that um, and talk about that in detail and uh, explaining it to the audience, man, and sharing the sharing a little bit of knowledge and something to you know, some something to think about. Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. I mean, it's always good. Like, you don't have to know money to be able to understand it. Um, just got to know stuff that it isn't everything. You know, it's just um, one of the things and stuff that I tell people, you know, um, you, when you start figuring out what you want to do, you know, as far as to make money, make sure that you're happy doing it. You know, so um, the people that are going to succeed, you know, from the, in the long run, you know, are going to be the ones that are going to be doing something that they'd be love to be doing, even if they weren't yeah. getting paid. So let's say, for example, this market does crash, you know, drastically, something like way more catastrophic than we could ever have imagined, worse than it did in, during the Great Depression, you know, something crazy, like, I don't know, just something crazy. Um, we're still going to have somewhat function like a society. So like the people that are really going to take a hit are the ones that were relying entirely on their pay. You know, it's like, well, fuck, I was doing this job because it was a paycheck. The ones that are probably going to make it are the ones that are were doing something that they loved. And, you know, and stuff, the pay just so happened to be yeah. extra. So, I, I don't know, maybe there was somebody that was like a fucking, you know, pharmacist or something like that. And they really, really loved what they did as, as far as like pharmacists is concerned. You know, like, there's going to be the ones that like weren't making any money and they're going to be like, well, shit, like, you know, shit crashes. Now they don't have employment. Like, the one that was just doing it for the money is probably going to be like, oh, screw this. Like, I'm just going to leave the country, you know, whatever and stuff like, I, I can't do this. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to make it. So if like, so I'm just going to start robbing people or something. You know, while the one that was doing it because he liked it, he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to try to help my community out. And eventually and stuff, that'll lead to success, you know, because eventually and stuff like this person's going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it because I love to do this and I can do it better than anybody else. So, you know, this is what I'm going to be contributing to my community. And eventually that will lead that person to success in some shape, way, or form. So just, you know, find what you like to do, man. So and eventually the money will come. Or just, I mean, I mean, or just have a day job and just keep doing what you love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, stuff I'm, I'm saying, like, uh, I had this, I, I told the same thing um, to one of my, my, my boys and stuff. Um, um, we know the ones and stuff that, that was in like in the pen or whatever. And um and he said he's like, Fuck it, man, stuff, I'm just gonna go back to you know being a <laughs> and stuff and you know, I'm just gonna start robbing motherfuckers and I'll tell you like, dude, trust me, man, like you don't you're not <laughs> at that level because I know you and stuff and, and you don't love that doing that shit. I was like, I've met people that love doing that shit and they're called politicians. <laughs> so I mean like them motherfuckers mm-hmm. love doing that shit and they're probably gonna you know like stick around for a while but uh you know and stuff it's 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 just yeah man you know just gotta figure out who you are yeah. so. um yeah. that was a that's a that's out there with z man um thank you for being on the show what'd you what'd yeah, you dude. think any or what's your last word what do you want to tell the audience oh man um what do i tell the audience um Shit. Um, you know, I had something written down and stuff, and I totally forgot it. Um, 
I, I think if, if I want anybody to take anything from, from this, everything that I've said is uh, find a way to add value to yourself. Um, like um, just just kind of be prepared and stuff to, to, to like figure out who the heck you are and then just figure out a way to make money off of that okay. somehow. You know, so um, just knowing stuff like what you're good at and what you're great at. What you're good at should just be there to maintain. What you're great at should be there to build. So, yeah. And I mean, and, and if they need any help, there's fucking plenty of, of resources out there and stuff. And, you know, they could take a personality test, or a, you know, career choice test. I'm, I'm, there's a shitload of them. Just, you know, take one of those and stuff and kind of get an idea of like what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. And eventually and stuff like just stick to that as far as investment, as far as like building some sort of, you know, model for success off of, you know, everything in general. Just you should build it around you, not necessarily around something that's not yeah. you. Yeah, so that's pretty much it, man. Dude, that was that was well said, man. Build on <laughs> build on what's great and maintain what's good. I like that, mm-hmm. man. So Words, yeah, dude. great words to live by. Um, and just remember, don't cry in front of the Mexicans. Thanks for listening to Out There with Z. Until next time. Hey, y'all remember the day that fucking shot sucked dick? Yeah. <laughs>